Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today it's book club episode and we have a guest. This is our first book episode with a guest and we have Ashley Spivey, who is one of our favorite bookworms. I feel like that's an apt description. Yeah. 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 So if you don't know her, Ashley has a book club on Facebook that is insane. It has over 11,000 members, Mm -hmm. which is wild. (laughs) And you may also recognize her name from when she was on The Bachelor. Yes. And fun fact, Becca and I both had no idea she was on The Bachelor. We just followed her because of her book club. And (laughs) now... This is going to be our second episode. Jared Freed talked a lot about The Bachelor with us, and we're going to talk a little about The Bachelor. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? We, so we were supposed to talk about the book with Ashley, but then so many people were excited, and we had so many requests for you to be a guest that we're also going to do a bonus episode because you all submitted questions that you wanted Ashley to answer. So we're going to talk about Bachelor stuff, too. Yes. It's okay. I feel like it always comes up. Yes. Well, Ashley, we're so excited to have you. I'm yeah. excited to be here. And Ashley, I forgot to mention, Ashley also has a podcast as well. Yes. With Reality Steve called He Said, She Said. Yes. It's a relationship podcast. I love that. I'm going to have to listen. I love me a good relationship podcast. I know you love dating podcasts. I do. They're so fun. The one that's going to come out next Tuesday is pretty great. Okay. I would highly recommend listening to Okay, it. that's where I'll start. Okay, so we recorded in advance, so that would be yesterday's episode. Yeah. this comes out on Wednesday. So nice. today's book club, we're talking about 99% Mine by Sally Thorne, but we have some, we have some stuff to get into before we get there. Yeah, so we're going to go through our highs and our lows, and we're going to have Ashley join in. Yes. Becca, what was your high this week? Okay, so my high was that the reception to our live show was insane. People were so nice. So many people shared it. It's crazy. So when we, before we announced the live show, when when we got approached, they told us that if we sold 60 tickets, they would think that that was like good. And if we sold over 100, like that would be great. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, so we can sell 100 tickets and like, that's that. And Grace is like, we're selling the venue out. And I was like, we can't do that. But like, I think she's right. Like, We're I think sell it out. the show is going to sell out. And We're people at like 75% sold out now. I know. Wow. And people have just been so nice. I'm like feeling warm and glowy from everyone's support. Yes. So that's my high. What's your high, Grace? So that is also my high. Um, for those of you that don't know, this is it's all linked on our social media, but the live show is April 1st, and it's not an April Fool's joke, which it's very funny that that's our date, but we're so psyched. Um, mine is also this. The reception's been amazing. Also, I've been like really beggy on Instagram lately, and all of your reviews have been so nice. My goal is to get us to 1,000 reviews by the time that this episode drops. And we're really, really close. So she's like very intense about this goal. She yeah. yelled at me last night. <laughs> yes. And I will also say so, a funny little story is that my um, now ex boyfriend, and we're on fine terms, we only dated for three months. It wasn't like it was that serious. Um, he's a comedian. And so he was getting heckled by all his friends that his ex-girlfriend was getting more stage time than him at Caroline's, which just made me laugh because obviously we are not comedians. Like, who gave us a stage? Who gave us our own night? People are like, wait, what? You have your own night? I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, and it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. 
either for like one of two reasons. It's either going to be legit good or we're going to be so awkward and embarrassing that it will be entertaining to laugh at us. Yeah. That's not going to happen. And <laughs> it's going to be <coughs> it's going to be amazing. I am so excited. And Ashley's coming. So we've uh, we've roped every single past guest except for Jared's not coming cuz he's out of town. Yeah. But like we've roped all of our guests in. So the audience is going to be quite illustrious. Yes. And all of my influencer friends are coming like Blair, Crystal, yeah. um Helena. We've whole, been we've been squad. joking that afterwards there's a meet and greet and nobody's going to want to meet They're us. We're going to want to meet all of our guests. <laughs> Helena and I are going together. Oh, you are. Oh yeah. my god, Helena, I, love I love that. I love her. She's the best. <sighs> Yeah, she's gonna be she's gonna do a crossover book episode with us in April. Oh, great! She's yeah. doing it for Daisy Jones and the Six, which I know you loved. Yeah, I love that book. It's you, so good. You've already read it. Oh, I didn't get an advance. I copy. read it in July. Oh my god! What? I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Wait, Ashley, what is your high? Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the best thing from your week? The best thing from my week is that I had a meeting with um, a publishing house about possibly doing a book. That's. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. It all started from a tweet about sending an email to your exes. Um, I was on an email chain with my sister-in-law, and there were just some hilarious emails to um, their ex-boyfriends, and I was laughing hysterically through the whole email chain, and I put up a tweet on just how I thought it would be an amazing book, and someone reached out to me, and they agreed, and... We're starting to compile emails. So if anyone has an email out there that they would like to send my way. I might have some. Yeah. No. I mean. Oh, wow. Mm, maybe. I don't know. We'll Anonymous. Yeah. I have like 20 drafts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have a couple, which is, I mean, this is how it all started. But send it to X emails book. EX emails book. Yeah. Right. EX emails book at gmail.com. I'm very excited for this. Yeah, I can't wait. This sounds juicy. I'm also nosy, so I feel like I love reading other people's dirty laundry. Me too. Me too. That's why we love the advice episodes, because we get, like, very juicy questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about lows? Grace, what's your low? Um, I've just been, like, work overload. And this could be a high, too, because Q1 for the blog is usually, like, pretty slow. And I've had so many partnerships this month, which is amazing, but... It's been one of those weeks where everyone is either late to approve content or suddenly wants something like three days earlier than it's supposed to go live. So I've had three nights this week where I was up working past 1 a.m. And that's like, it's not ideal. So I'm pretty tired. Today I had a kind of lazy day. I sat and read and we'll talk about what I was reading at the end of the episode. But um, I'm like feeling a little burnt out. Good thing you're going on vacation. Well, a yoga retreat. Yes. Um, Okay, so my low is that I have an unexplained injury. And you know how, like, everyone jokes that when you get into your 30s, your body starts falling apart? And Uh I feel like this is, like, my first instance of, like, my body is falling apart. Um, I, like, did something to my hand. Like, my – it's not my wrist. It's, like, my thumb tendon, kind of. I think I did it at Pilates last weekend. I Like, I literally – there was no moment that stands out to me that, like, caused this injury. (laughs) But my hand is, like – oddly painful and it's like affecting weird things so like today I was at soul cycle this afternoon and like that hurt which is like that makes soul sense cycle hurts your hands but like that makes sense but also then I came home and I was trying to crack ice out of like an ice cube tray and I was like oh my god this hurts so bad and like I was like this is the stupidest injury 
Yeah. Like it it's been a week, it won't go away, and I'm like my my body is just like crumbling. <laughs> At least it's your hand. Yeah, yeah. I guess so, but like <laughs> I don't know, like where did this like mystery injury come from? Oh man. You're getting old. I'm like not complaining about the injury so much as I'm complaining about how stupid it is and like that I don't know how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. But that it's affecting my day to day life. <laughs> so that's me. Yeah. Ashley, what about you? Uh, Milo is really embarrassing. I um, love it. Yeah. I put up on Instagram that someone reached out from the movie Five Feet Apart, mm-hmm. which is also a book. And they asked me to host an advanced screening of Five Feet Apart. So I I thought I read the email correctly. I thought that, you know, I had everything in order. I put up on Instagram, like, they asked me to to see what the interest was in it. I got 300 replies back that people would come, which I would think that would be great. That's awesome. Um, and then a couple of days later, I got an email saying they found someone else to host it. Oh, oh my, God. my God. Yeah, so... I, I think that just there was miscommunication in the email. Um, they did ask me, but then they felt like I didn't respond back to the email. But it didn't say to respond back at this point. It said to go ahead and start doing things on the list, which I did. I put it up on Instagram. So I thought that was kind of what I was Did doing. they say they were sorry? Um, y- yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think just that she thought she had explained everything clearly. I didn't think it was that clear. I felt like I had done everything I needed to do. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, if you want to take us to the movie and host like a pre-show. Yeah, I thought about just like renting out a theater myself and doing it anyway and like donating all the proceeds to cystic fibrosis because I feel like. You should. That yeah, would be fun. Yeah. I think 300 might, people want to come. Yeah, yeah. I might just do it because fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. There's no downside. That's a good cause. I'm sure even more of the people who didn't bother to respond would want to come. I hope so. (laughs) So before we get into our book, we have a sponsor that we want to talk about. We do. So today's sponsor is Care Of. And as you know, if you listen regularly, I love today's sponsor. Um, So when we started, um, when we first did our very first ad with Care Of, they sent Becca and I each a complimentary month. And it's really cool because you go on and you take this really like comprehensive quiz where you kind of tell them everything about yourself and they send you personalized vitamins and supplements. So I am now probably... I don't know. I think I'm on my like sixth box of it. And I just love it because it's this customizable little packet, which you get and you just take everything all at once. And it just takes all of the, I guess, guesswork and trying to figure out what supplements you should be taking out of it. It's super, super easy. It's also so travel friendly. So I was just in Mexico City and I love that you can take just a few packets for however many days you're gone. It's perfect for trips. Yeah, instead of taking all the pill bottles or needing to get one of those like old people pill organizers. It yeah. just makes it so much easier. Yeah. So we are really, really, really big fans. I personally love the fun facts and quotes that they put on the back of each pack. Um, it just like gives you like something motivational or something funny, something that makes you think. Um, huge, huge, huge fan. 
Uh, the other great thing is that you're not stuck with it. You can modify your pack anytime. And they also cater to vegan and vegetarian options, which I know is huge with supplements. Yeah. So if you would also like to try Care Of, you can get 50% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins. That's such a good deal. Such a good deal. Visit TakeCareOf.com and enter code BOP50. So again, 50% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins. Visit TakeCareOf.com and enter code BOP50. So should we get into the book? Yes. So let's go through the plot first. Yeah, just so we're all on the same page. Yes. We'll get through the plot pretty quickly, and then we're going to get into the discussion. <laughs> Meh. Meh. Becca's face. <laughs> One person at this table was not a fan, but we're going to keep, we're going we're gonna to walk you through first. That person was me. <laughs> I really liked it, but also Becca didn't even like the hating game, so like, I mean, we're going to talk about all of this, but... I feel like I'm going to get kicked out of my own podcast. You're, so Ashley is my new partner. Um, you you can go on The Bachelor. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need help finding love, so it all works. I think I'm a little too old for The Bachelor. Oh, my God. I was talking to someone about that the other day. I was like, because I'm 37, I was like, I would be branded as like the geriatric one. No. Well, did you see what what cracked me up this season? Which oh god, we should have a whole episode where we talk about The Bachelor. <laughs> Demi was so funny. So there's this 23 year old girl, and she was actually my favorite character because she was just so she's so saucy mm-hmm. and so funny, and just said whatever was on her mind. But she kept calling like these poor like 29 year olds the cougars. She'd be like, oh, oh my god, that cougar. Like oh my god, all these old girls. Like what are they still doing? What here? would we be? Oh my god, she'd be like, that's a grandparent. Oh, my God. Even on my season, and I was 26, there was someone on the show who I think was, like, 31, and they were saying I was too young. So, yeah, I guess it's, like, one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's going to be a geriatric spinoff. I know. Like, a second chance at love where we can meet, like, like hot divorced people. I like dating around on Netflix. We'll have to look at that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's from a producer of The Bachelor, so it's actually really good. Okay. Okay. So getting into the book, Darcy Bennett is a sarcastic, somewhat surly, I would say very surly, bartender at a biker bar. She's living in her dead grandmother's cottage, which is being restored um, as dictated in her grandmother's will. So Darcy comes home one evening and finds out that her childhood best friend Tom is on the lawn. He is going to be the contractor that's going to be doing that whole renovation. And so Darcy still... Well, Darcy has the hots for Tom, and it kind of is clear that she always has. And she makes so many flirtatious slash crude comments. Like, it was very uncomfortable to him throughout the entire book. And it's kind of clear that he can't tell if she's kidding or not. And it's like, he doesn't know if she actually likes him or if she's making a show of it. Yeah. So Tom has been legit in love with Darcy since back when they were 18 and he had confessed his feelings for her and she ran away to Italy and just started this lifelong pattern of running away from her problems anytime like anything got tough. So now she's lost her passport and despite this whole pattern of staying um of running away, she's staying put, and she is there helping Tom to renovate the house. So for the first half of the book, she thinks that Tom is still engaged to another woman, but it comes out that they broke up, and Tom is now single. 
So finally, after 250 pages of buildup, there was a lot of buildup. Darcy and Tom go out for drinks, kiss, and have sex. Yay. Um, The next morning, Darcy's twin brother shows up to check in on the progress of the house. And her and her twin brother get in this huge fight. And Darcy tells Jamie, who's her twin, about her and Tom getting together. And Tom is furious because he'd asked Darcy to keep it a secret from her brother and from everyone until the renovation was over. So Tom bolts, takes off, and disappears for two months. First 250 pages, then two months. Meanwhile, Darcy is a total wreck. So two months later, Darcy and Jamie are at her cardiologist appointment. Um, There was no good place to mention this earlier, but Darcy has a heart condition. Um, And, of course, Tom shows up. So they make up, and everyone is happy. So fast forward, Darcy is waiting at the airport. But, fake out, she's not leaving. Tom is also there. And he invited her brother Jamie along and her best friend. And Jamie has brought their grandmother's engagement ring. And they, like, kind of get engaged. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We weren't... It was a little bit unclear. Yeah. Okay. So, now that we've gotten through the plot... (laughs) Guys, I... Okay, let's just... We'll just keep going. We'll keep going. Becca has feelings, if you can't tell. I have feelings that are not positive. Okay. Let's talk about romance novels. You guys, do you read a lot of romance novels? Um, And if so, who are your favorites? So I feel like I... It's not that I frequently read romance novels, but, like, on the whole, like, have I read a bunch of romance novels? Like, yeah, certainly. I am a big fan of Christina Lauren, who's actually two people. I always like any of her books. I love her books. Yeah, I do too. I was just about to say that I hate romance novels, and then I was like, oh, wait, I love Christina Lauren. Yeah. And then I really like um, Renee Carlino. Mm -hmm. I like her books as well. And, like, of course I've read, like, Fifty Shades of Grey and, like, any any of, like, the popular... And all of the Jasmine Guillory books. Oh, yeah, the Jasmine Guillory books. I love Jasmine Guillory. Yes, me too. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I feel like I'm not a stranger. Oh, you know what I read? Half of the um, Outlander books. I mean, I don't, I've never read an Outlander book, but I love the show. People keep telling me I have to read Outlander. The books are really good, but I went too hard and there's like a million of them. There's like eight. Wait, so are they romance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The first season of the show is like softcore porn. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend it watching with someone you're in a relationship with. (laughs) Yeah, the books are, I mean, they're good, but it's like. Okay, Romance. I thought it was like about like the wilderness. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, Outlander isn't a great. It title sounds for like it, it sounds no. like it's going to be about camping. I don't know. <laughs> like I clearly haven't been paying attention. No, it has nothing to do with camping. Okay, great. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, probably with with Tyrion because there is no one special in my life right now. Wait, what about you guys? So like, it yeah. sounds like we're all kind of like we have some romance experience yeah. book wise. I would say, okay, here's my case for the book. Okay. And I had this conversation with someone the other day where I kind of feel like my eyes have been opened in the past couple of years to just how damaging things we watch or read can be towards either us forming what we think relationships should be like. And I think, say you go back and watch the movie like Can't Hardly Wait, Mm -hmm. and you're like, 
this is fucked up. Like, everyone in this movie is trying to hook up with this sad girl who is really upset about a breakup, and they won't stop trying to hook up with her. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're basically, like, violating her the whole entire movie. And at I'm the time... I'm to look at that movie the same. No, I know. I haven't watched I feel it in like so when long. you go back and watch rom-coms from the early 90s, like, they are all so problematic. Yeah. Yes, and so... That's what I'm saying. These problematic rom-coms, some even, I don't know, just unrealistic romance novels, I think do us damage because they create these false notions in our head of what a relationship is going to be like. I completely agree. Almost, I think that now with like Jasmine Guillory's books or even this book, it seems kind of realistic. And I kind of like that. I, I do agree. Like, I I like that Jasmine Guillory's books, and I do agree that this book is more set in a real present, and right. it isn't, like, porn for women that's, like, this man <laughs> who didn't like you before is going to, like, fall head over heels and, like, spoil you, and it, everything's going to be perfect. Right. Yeah. So I, I do agree with that. I like, I, I feel like, Jasmine Guillory, especially, and Christina Lauren has like modernized the genre. Yes. In an yes. interesting way. Cause like Fifty Shades of Grey, I mean, it was addictive. Do not get me wrong. Right. But it was hot trash. Like hot it was so. Trash. And when she got pregnant, written. I wanted to scream. Yeah. Yeah. It was so poorly written. And it was like, here's this guy who's like literally like very damaged, not a good guy. And he's going to like change himself and fall in love with you mm-hmm. this is a little off topic and i go, hope I'm go not for it that's like the theme of our okay. discussions so. have you read the idea of you Mm-mm. no oh y'all have to read it i almost feel like this would be this a is great why we keep book. our laptops yeah. with us as we we buy a lot of things while we're recording yeah. so it's by um robin lee okay and um she's actually one of the narrators in daisy jones and the six. Oh, oh wait yeah. give us the quick like case for this book okay the case for this book is it kind of seems like um fan fiction okay for harry styles i'm buying this right now <laughs> <laughs> like not even kidding like when you first mentioned it i was like eh. it, okay so it's basically about a 40 year old mom that falls in love with harry styles and we think that this is on the good side of romance well, I, or on like the trashy, but we're still going to love it. So here's what I'll say. It's like, I could care less about Fifty Shades of Grey and I'm very for books like The Wedding Date and The Proposal, but also I enjoyed the hell out of The Idea of You. Okay. And people in my book club are very passionate about it. There is a Facebook group devoted to the idea Stop of you it. because people are so obsessed. There's like a YouTube video that they like made a trailer in case oh there ever is a movie. Well, you know what I love? Um, are you on Goodreads? Yes. Okay, Grace isn't. Okay. But you know in the... Dis- because I want people to go to my blog. And I get that. It's yeah. your business. But Use like my affiliate links. You know on Goodreads when um, in the comments, like I feel like there's people whose whole thing is that they like cast actors as mm-hmm. like the people in the book and they like have all these gifts and like it's like very intense, but yeah. I'm really into it. Yeah, I love that part too. So you're going to love the idea of you. Well, I just downloaded the sample for Kindle, so maybe <laughs> I'll read it tonight. I read it in like four hours. Oh my God, I love that. Wait, Grace, <laughs> where are you vis-a-vis romance novels? Um, I would say I would call it not my genre 
you know I love a trashy thriller and then I swing totally the opposite and I I want like historical fiction or like literature. Right now I'm reading the Elena Ferrante books and I'm completely obsessed with those. But then I just read a thriller because I needed a trashy palate cleanser. So I kind of alternate between like serious books and Gone Girl ripoffs. Mm-hmm. So I don't read a lot of um, romance unless it's recommended to me by usually it's Becca. Like Becca told me to read Matchmakers for Matchmaking for Beginners. I love that book. I it love was, it. One of my friends is reading it right now, and she doesn't oh, like it. And I what? don't know if we're going to have to end our oh, friendship. No. It was my second favorite book of all of 2018. And it's only second to Educated. So that should tell you a lot. Well, that's like a different type of romance. That's like a schmaltzy, tearjerkery romance Mm -hmm. versus like, I feel like this is like a sexy romance. And I will love a sexy romance. It's just not something I like seek out. Right. Like I will seek out like in our Facebook group, I'll be like, I need a thriller that's going to make me stay up all night. Um. And that's like, but what wait, I look you for. read this author's first book and you are like fanatical about it. You so, love it. I, I mean, love that one too. I loved it too. I I only read it to like shut my readers up, like in an, in the nicest <laughs> way ever. But like every time I did a reading list, like 20 people would be like, why haven't you read The Hating Game yet? You're going to love The Hating Game. You need to read The Hating Game. And I was like, fine, fine. Like I will read it just because, again, romance is not my genre. Um, I was like, I will read it just to like, make the people happy and I read it in like two days loved it fell in love with the characters thought they were so sweet I just thought it was such a cute book we'll talk a little bit more about it but um it was it was great I thought the conversations or like their back and forth were better in the hating game it was really good banter yeah yeah so I also just liked the hating game (laughs) so we have a, a major hater. I know. Okay. Us. So the thing that I didn't like about the hating game. So the whole premise, if you haven't read it, is it's these two coworkers who are like super antagonistic to each other. And the whole thing felt like very third grade. And just like press like four fast forwards if you haven't read it and you want to read it. But um, obviously it's controlled because the it's a book like it's not real life. But like there's also something very creepy about it. Like the whole premise of how they get together is that like she gets sick and he stays and like I think he like changes her into her pajamas and it like it's fine because they both love each other. But I'm like literally if like somebody that you hated at work. Like these people were clashing so hard. They hated each other. And if the person if like they hadn't both had crushes on each other, this would have been the creepiest plot line. Like the guy you hate at the office came over and took your clothes off while you were like sick you were like blacked out in a flu haze do you know what it sounds like now that you're saying now that? this sounds really you've cool. got mail how so that's what happens at like yeah. towards the end of you've got mail she gets sick and he comes over and he's like wanting to tell her how he oh, feels i need to rewatch you've got yes. mail i only remember like the like shop around the corner bookstore parts yeah and they hated each other <laughs> the whole thing too so now i'm like wait did she just copy that whole movie? I mean, obviously it's fine because they end up liking each other. So it's like, that's the entree to their romance. But I was like, if these were just two people and they didn't know that the other person liked each other, like this whole premise is like very bizarre. It is. But, you know, I <coughs> I read it and I thought it was so sweet. Like I thought that it was just like 
oh, the bad guy actually turns out to be, like, really kind-hearted and, like, very nice, which, again, is problematic because it's teaching women that assholes change and become nice, which they don't. Right. Trust me, from someone who's dated a lot of of not nice guys that they've... You haven't made any of them nice. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> That's why this one was better, though. Yeah. at least the... He was the nice guy all along. Right, yes. Okay, so wait, like... High-level impressions of this book. It sounds like I'm on my own little island here. I was real mad on this, but you guys liked it? I did. I didn't like it as much as The Hating Game. I mean, I was fanatical about The Hating Game. I know you are. You love it. And this I would give like a B plus. Okay. Yeah. B plus for me. Okay. But generally positive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I devoured it. I thought it was cute. I thought the sex things were hot. Yeah. I the only okay so my one thing with the book is that yeah. his name was Tom Valeska yeah but I kept on reading it as Veselka I did I too love in that coffee shop in the in the East Village <laughs> the pierogi yes. place the East yes. Village I love that place so like, yeah I kept on reading it like that and then I really wanted pierogies yeah that's so funny <laughs> I think for this one maybe a big part of why I didn't like it was that I really like didn't love Darcy mm. did you guys like her what what were your like thoughts on her I. I did not love her, but I got past it because I liked the the romance and the love and the. Because I liked him a lot, I did too. I thought she was like super cheesy and like kind of um, like a caricature. Like I almost pictured her as like Dita Von Teese, like in her like pinup clothes and like hanging her bras up. I don't know. Yeah, she annoyed me, but I still liked it. You don't have to always like all the characters. But I wasn't rooting for her to fall in love with him. I was like, Tom, you can do better. Yeah, Tom, I'm over here. Stick with your ex-fiance. Yeah. 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 I could identify with her a little bit. I know that sounds weird. But uh, the running away from things, like, I used to do that before oh, I that, got married. So I was like, oh, that's me. Just, I don't work in a biker bar and that I don't part, have a pixie cut. <laughs> that part about her didn't bother me, the running away part. Like, yeah. it was like she was so over the top flirtatious that I was like, this isn't a real person. Like, I can't get over her line to him where she was like, get in me. Like, oh my God. God. <laughs> I was like, get in me. Who says that? <laughs> oh my God. I she was like so intense. Like, she yeah. was like... <laughs> I don't know, like... <laughs> no, I'm just like, should I start saying that? <laughs> well, you're married, so if you said it to your husband, I'm sure he would be like, great. <laughs> but now, like, the next great date y'all go on, or, like, right before you're about to hook up with someone, like, could you ever imagine saying that? No, no, and especially if it wasn't a sure thing yet, yeah. like... Get in me. <laughs> like, the rejection it's- of telling somebody, get in me, and him being like... No, nah, right. I'm good. But I also thought of like, um, what's the guy from Austin Powers where he's like, get in my belly? And then oh like, my oh, God. yeah, <laughs> yeah. The fat, the huge fat ca- bastard. Fat bastard. Oh my uh-huh. God. Get in my. <laughs> So that, that really changes. Yeah. You were reading like a whole different book. Like it's like fat bastard eating pierogies. Yeah. You're like, it was a great book. Lots of eating. Like, yeah. my head oh time. my God. Oh my God. Yeah. She was yeah. like something else. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought they introduced Jamie like way too late. I just didn't care. Oh no, I didn't care about him at all. And like, they- I thought he was just really quite annoying. Oh my God. Can we talk about one of the things that he said? Yes. And so I forgot he said this until I looked at your. I had to. I, I wrote was, this down. Like as I was, I knew this was a a book for the podcast. So I was like thinking about what I wanted to talk about while I was yeah. reading it. But okay. So um, 
Jamie, the twin brother, comes the the night after they've just like had sex and realized that they're in love with each other. And Jamie says to Tom, you were supposed to get rid of the guys until I find her the husband option. And I was like, excuse me, sir? Like, is this like the 1700s where, you know, it like was, you are here to arrange the woman in your life's marriage? It was gross. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was like so paternalistic and gross. Like I he that was like one of his first lines. And I was like, well, hate you. <laughs> yeah. Jamie wasn't a great character. No. No. But why did we like it so much? Like, so I read this like six months ago and I just, I think it was because I devoured it in like two days. I didn't like think too much about it. I didn't analyze it. I think you probably read it with the lens of we were going to be talking about it on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, probably. Because I read it before. <laughs> I, I read it with the lens of like, this is just a fun book to read, like blah, blah, blah. And you read it like with a more critical eye. Yeah, but I mean, I also read The Hating Game and we didn't even have a podcast and I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, I think I totally agree. Like, there's so much trash that I read that is, like, uh, like unredeemable is a bad book, but, like, yeah. you enjoy because you, like, tear through it. You're so into it. Yeah. So, like, I totally get that. This just, like, wasn't that for yeah. me. I read this book after The Tattooist of Auschwitz. So oh, I you think, needed like, a break. Yeah. And so yeah. I think a lot of times that has a lot to do with it. Like, at what point am I mm-hmm. reading it? Like, what is my frame of mind? Yeah. Yeah, you so, were like, oh, this is light and fun, and I'm just yeah. going to tear through it. I also felt like this whole book went, like, I was, like, playing armchair psychologist in my head, where I was like, mm. what is wrong with everyone? Like, yeah. Darcy clearly has her, like, running away thing, and she's, like, also, like, really over the top with how she is like, displaying emotions, but then, like, Tom is, his whole thing is that he's a perfectionist, so he, like, needs to do this project, this, like, renovation perfectly, and then he, like, just runs away from his job for two months. Yeah. And I was like, how does this make any sense? Like, you've, his whole character is that he's, like, yeah. the dependable perfectionist guy, and then he, like, runs away for two months, and then he comes back and nobody cares. That was weird. Two months is a long time. And it's also not really explained where he goes. He's like, I just, like started driving and I guess I left town and everyone's like well we're glad you're back yeah I kind of thought her parents were kind of fucked up like how they would go on all these trips that she couldn't go on because of her condition yeah what yeah like of course she turned out a little screwy like right she was just like constantly being abandoned as a child because like she couldn't go skiing yeah Mm -hmm. and they took Tom instead yeah (laughs) what yeah and then I mean, this isn't like a psychology thing, but then the other thing I didn't get, I'm being so nitpicky, like I'm, I'm also making it sound like I disliked this book more than I did. Like I would say it was like a C, like I didn't hate it. Um, The other thing is that they met because they lived across the street from each other when they were kids. And then the whole thing is about how rich her family is and how poor his family is. And I was like, what kind of neighborhood are you living in? I didn't even yeah. think about that. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like they lived across the street from each other, and her family was rich, and this was really poor. Yeah, like the whole thing is about like how loaded her family is, and I was like, "Where are they living?" Yeah, what? I would like her to answer that question. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Sally. <laughs> like, yeah, what, yeah. What was this neighborhood? Yeah, what neighborhood? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. 
So there's a lot that doesn't necessarily make sense. I did still, all of these things aside, I enjoyed the book. Well, wait. So, okay, I have a question for you. Yes. So how do you feel about, like, in a book like this, are you in it for the lead up or are you in it for, like, the sex? I'd say both. Both? Both? Yeah. I think that this is what I like about Sally Thorne. I think that she's so good at the lead up. Mm -hmm. Like, she really builds things up. And then she delivers with a good sex scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's what she does well. Mm-hmm. It was too much build up for me. Well, 250 pages since you were keeping track. That was long. Well, I literally, like, when they finally, like, went yeah. on their date, I was like, what page am I on? Like, how yeah. far am I? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Because, <coughs> like, I'm in a romance book for, like, the sex. Do you read Colleen Hoover? I've read some of her books, and actually one of her books is our book for next month. Oh, Verity. But yeah. that's very different than her. I'm excited for it because everyone, everything I've heard about Verity, like in your Facebook group or mm-hmm. in like just book Instagrams or something, everyone is either like, I hated this book. It's it's like the worst book I've ever read or it's like my favorite book that I've read this year. Yeah. So I'm like very interested to know what the... I'll read that one with y'all because I actually haven't read it yet. Yeah, I heard it's I'm super fucked to up it. too, which mm-hmm. Grace is like up your alley. Yeah, I'm it's like logical thriller. Mm-hmm. That's what my type of thriller is like a really fucked up one. Yeah, I can't just I don't do a lot of thrillers. I would say okay. mine is. What would your favorite thriller be? Do you think? Oh, uh, I have three. Okay, the kind worth killing. I haven't read that. There are being, like, Ashley, having you here is dangerous because, like, I feel like we are just both, like, filling our Amazon card. Yeah. No, I could, I could give y'all a really, really long list. The kind I want worth that. killing, for sure. And he's a great thriller author. Okay. He has a new book coming out soon. Um, the Truth About the Harry Quaybear Affair. Oh, you know what is funny about that is that is my very good friend's good friend's husband that wrote that Mm -hmm. have you read it no it's fantastic okay and i think they're making it into a movie with patrick dempsey oh yeah i read it a long time ago but i can't remember what it was about so it like it apparently didn't stick with me as much as yeah it's about a guy who wants to figure out what happened with his professor yeah 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 he's of a crime okay yeah i love it and then defending jacob Grace, have you read that one? No. You have so much one. good reading to you. So, <laughs> so I, I'm adding them to my Amazon cart, but I only go to the bookstore now because I want to sh- support local bookstores. So I'm just adding these and they'll become my list. Okay. Oh, I also love Find Her. That's a really good one, too. I haven't heard of okay. any of these. Well, yeah, me either. This is great. What are your favorite romance books? Hmm. I don't know that I actually do read that much romance. Even though I would say, like, I love Beatrice Williams' books. Oh, oh I love her. I just started reading her. So I would say that's, like, it's kind of historical romance, but I fiction more, and yeah. romance, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I like when it has something else with it. Yeah. Um, I've read all of her books. Okay. And I think I even told you, like... You gave me, like, the primer when I was reading the first one. You were yeah. like, here's the order you should read them in. Yeah. Like, here's my favorites. Mm-hmm. So, like, I still have your... I, like, screenshotted your message because I yeah. was like, oh, I need to, like, go back to this. A yeah. Hundred Summers is wonderful. Along the Infinite Sea is so good. Um, the Summer Wives, which she just came out with, and um, The Secret Life of Violet Grant are just fantastic. I really like her as well. I've read mm-hmm. most of those. They're so good. Um, I don't know. I... Okay. I feel like I don't stay true to any one category. I really try to read around a lot. 
Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I like that. Wait. Okay. So back to the book at hand. Okay. <laughs> I, I only have like one more thing to say. Yeah, then we one can, like, last Talk question. more about books. What? Like, can we talk about the ending? Like what happened? <laughs> I felt like it was an engagement, but yeah, I thought it was an engagement. So if anyone didn't read the book, basically, and it's really funny, a lot of our listeners just like listen to us talk about it and don't read the book. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're I like, yeah, that's... I listen to all the book episodes and I don't read the book. Anyway, so mm. that's why we like talk about the plot okay, so yeah. much. Um, So what happens is that her grandmother has this like heirloom ring that Darcy really wants and she bequeathed it to Darcy's twin brother. And at the end of the book, Darcy's brother comes to the airport and like Tom and him have like made a trade for the ring. And it like seems like he's going to propose and she's like, I want it. And, like, takes the ring. And I was like, uh, does this mean you're engaged? Did you just really want this ring? But also how messed up that Jamie gave, truly, Tom's ex's yes. ring. Yeah. Like, what? Which, and that part confused me because I thought when he got the ring, what he was going to do is sell the ring to make back all that money that he lost right. messing up the spreadsheet, which that would be the logical thing to do, Tom. What? Right. Yes, you're right. totally right. Yeah, but... I mean. So I was just, like, confused. I was like, are, are you engaged? Is this a happy ending? Is there a sequel? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. happening? It was ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe there'll be a a sequel. <laughs> I feel like I'm being so harsh for this to this book and it is not is bad. it's not I think bad. it's easy to be harsh on books like this. Yes. Yes. It is, we've so we've even been a little bit harsh and we liked it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um I would say there's only one book that we've had on this podcast that I truly regret. And this oh, like my this God. does not even what come close. It? It's my fault. It is your fault. It's this book called Listen to Your Heart. Oh, no. By <laughs> she wanted to I read it because it was, it was YA and it was about a girl who had a podcast. So uh, we were like, oh, it's us. So, yeah. So it's about this high school class and they're taking a podcasting class and they all have this podcast. And then it's an advice show and some guy is like writing in for advice on his crush. But like it turns out that his crush is on one of the hosts and he's like anonymously talking to her over the podcast and I was like the premise sounds really cute it was such hot trash <laughs> it was like probably one of the worst books I've ever read I would not oh, have no. finished it if it weren't for the podcast and we were just like the thing it, it, it taught us a lesson because we picked the book for the podcast before we read it mm. so then we were like already tied into it and we were like well I guess we will always read the book before we pick it. And that is actually a lie because we have not read Daisy Jones and the Six, but we know it's going to be I've heard good. so much good buzz for You're it. You're going to love yeah. it. And we yeah. have not read Verity, but we know that's going to... So actually, we've, we've learned lied. no lessons. We've learned nothing. We're just still assholes. But what, the reason I brought that up is that like this book was in no way like on that spectrum. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of like what's the worst book I've ever read. I'm trying to get better at not finishing books yeah same I have a problem with that I have to finish it me too because I'm like what if it gets good yeah yeah but I feel like especially as I read like galleys or like mm -hmm. books that get sent to me where I'm not like oh I'm reading this book because I'm so excited about it I'm like just stop 
There are more books. You did yeah. not pay for this. Like, stop mm-hmm. reading it. Mm-hmm. It is bad. Yeah. Do something else with your life. Right. Yeah. But, like, I have a, a serious problem, too, where I'm like, I don't like to quit books. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. a quitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, trying to be more of a quitter. Yeah. I've become a quitter this year. I quit a lot of books. But I, what I'm saying is that I would not have quit this book. Like, I... Right. No, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I was so invested to, like, need to get to them having sex. Sometimes it's even to, like, hate read a book. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because even... Like, to all think the about boys 50? I loved. Right. I liked that. I hate read that. I hated her so much. <laughs> Did you like the Netflix No, I fell asleep. Up? I loved the Netflix movie. I'm, I'm heartless, apparently, because everyone I know loved it. And I was like, oh, this movie sucks. But it was so well done. It was so cute. Yeah, I liked it. See, now I'm getting kicked off. <laughs> you guys can have the podcast without me. <laughs> well, agree to disagree on yeah, everything. Yeah, exactly. We shouldn't always love all the same things because no, that's boring. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There should always be disagreements. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about other things that we did like. Yes. But... First, we have another sponsor that I'm really excited about. So this is the first time that we've had this sponsor. It's a company called Modern Fertility, and it is the first comprehensive fertility and hormone test that you can take at home. Yeah, so it's a kit, and um, they send it to you. You do a blood prick. You send it back to them, and they get your results in a few days, which is crazy. And it's so funny to me because we spent – our whole college years and our early 20s trying to prevent pregnancy. And like that's been the only thing on my mind for so long, but I have no idea what my fertility is like. Like I'm in my early 30s. I'm 32. I'm single. I don't know if I want to have children. And like I have no idea if it would be hard or easy for me to get pregnant. Yeah, same. Absolutely no clue. So I think that this company is really cool to give you more information because generally speaking, um, you don't actually get fertility tests unless you've been trying to conceive unsuccessfully for like six months. And fertility testing is actually very expensive. Like it's usually thousands of dollars and not covered by insurance. So this kit by comparison is $159, which I think is like pretty reasonable. Like that's the same as like, you know, the DNA test stuff. And um, basically, you get your results, and it it tells you your egg count. It tells you expected outcomes from IVF or egg freezing. It tells you how your hormone levels relate to PCOS, and, and it also tests your general hormone levels. And then afterwards, I really like this, you get a one-on-one session with a fertility nurse to answer your questions and help you interpret your results. So you're, like, not just flying blind and like getting these like sciencey results and you're like am I dying what does this mean so I just think this company is so cool it's really giving women the information that they need to make informed decisions about their reproductive health which as you know I am all about so and also even if you don't get the kit like check out their site it's really cool they have um, a fertility timeline for like planning how many children you want and when you want to have them and like how that intersects with your stressful with your general with general fertility yeah and um they also have a cool quiz that like demystifies fertility i don't know i'm like very into this company like why didn't we learn these things in sex ed 
It sounds really cool. So anyway, go to their site, take the fertility quiz, and get $20 off your first kit at modernfertility.com backslash B-O-P. Give us the credit. So take the fertility quiz, get $20 off your first kit at modernfertility.com backslash B-O-P. I'm pumped. I'm into it. I have to look into it. I know, (laughs) right? Apparent it's a, I also talked to them on the phone. Apparently it's the same like testing that you get at the doctors. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So really smart business idea. It really no. is. Yeah. I'm sold. So Ashley, every week we talk about three things, something we're obsessed with, the Instagram account we're loving, and what else we're reading. Yes. Ooh. So we've been negative enough for this podcast. Now we're gonna talk about things we're obsessed with. <laughs> Grace. So I am obsessed with the brand Shantikai. Mm-hmm. And so I get, you know, because of my blog, I get sent beauty products from like every brand. I've never worked with this brand before, but I did do a partnership last week with Blue, Mer- Blue Mercury. Mm-hmm. And so as part of that, I got to get a consultation where I got all of my makeup done for me. I got product recommendations and then I... um had a gift card, but then I went way over the gift card and spent like, I spent like an extra $100 after the $250 gift card. I saw you the day that you got, you went and got your makeup done. And I didn't know that you'd done this. And I was like, oh my God, Grace looks great today. Like it was like the I perfect. Was a great skin day. And it was because of the Shantikai. No, it was the perfect like you, but better. Not like you're wearing a ton Thanks. of makeup, makeup look. Did you yeah. go to the one in Tribeca? No, I actually went to the one in Midtown at on 6th Ave. I think it's, like, close to 53rd Street. Um, there's this woman, Jackie Hug. She's amazing. Like, if you guys ever, like, go to her, she's just – she knows so much. But um, there was two products that I bought and a, a, I just love. So the first is their HD Perfecting Loose Powder. And it comes in its own, like, self-contained brush. And you just sweep it on all over Ooh. your face. And what I, I love the self-contained brush because I am such a neat freak and I have a small bathroom. Oh, the pow- loose powder yeah. is, like, it's the a worst. nightmare. It always busts in your bag. Yes. <laughs> so this, and it's, like, it's... It's like a translucent powder, but it's got like some light reflecting particles and it feels like you're putting a real life Instagram filter on your face. Like I now use this literally every single day. I feel very sold on this. Yeah. Based on that description. The other one and I like just like kill me now because it's now my favorite mascara in the world and it is $72. What? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, so Jackie was like, you have to try this. And then Alex, who lives upstairs, was like, Oh, this is the only mascara. It is. The Are best you wearing mascara. it right now? Uh huh. Look, can you like tilt your head back? Yeah, so I can see your lashes. I mean, it is nice, it's, but it's quite nice. I honestly can't tell you if I will buy it again because, like, we'll see how. Like, I go through mascara pretty quickly because it's like the one beauty product that I use every day. I do my brows and I do my lashes. I love it though. I love it so much, but I can't. And it also, oh, you know what? It has the peptides that make your lashes longer, like Latisse. That's what I was going to say. It better oh. do something else. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, like new else. lash plus mascara. Uh-huh. It's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. Oh, because new lash is $100. Yeah. So like yeah. that double yeah. effect makes me feel better and about that And I also always point. forget to put new lash on, but I will not forget mascara because there's instant results. Okay. So I hate telling you guys to buy a $72 mascara, but try it. It's really good. Okay. I feel like when it comes with a great endorsement, it's fine. Yeah. 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 So mine, so I want to be clear that 
even though they gave it to us, I really like this, yes. like that I'm talking about it legit. So um, last week, uh, Frederick Rakai invited us into the salon and, and we got blowouts and mani patties and they gave us like a little gift bag and um, it has their shampoo and conditioner in it. It's like it's called The One and then there's I've all been different. I've that for like ever. Oh my God. I, I, Except for my purple shampoo mishap. Oh yeah. And but. so there's like different types for different hair types. So the one I have is it's in like a light like mint color bottle and it's the volumizing one and so first of all I do feel like it makes my hair look really good however it smells like fresh smells blowout so good. in a way that I'm like oh my god it smells so good I tell everyone to get the one depending on your hair type there's like I use the one the moisturizing one because mm-hmm. I have dry hair but I'm obsessed with that line it's really good yeah it's, it's very very good yeah Mm-hmm. I've been very loyal to my shampoo and conditioner, and I've just like really cast it aside for this. <laughs> like, it's like my new fave. Yeah, it's very high quality and it's reasonably priced. It, it is a premium price point, but it's not like so bad that we can't get it again, like a $72 mascara. I mean, I used to use Orbe just for the smell, and I didn't even yeah. feel like that did anything good for my hair, but I just loved the smell. And this, I feel like, actually does something good for my hair and smells awesome. Hmm. And Orbe is like, Eye roll expensive. Yeah. So. Mine would be, is it Sakara? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sakara Life's Breakfast. I am obsessed with their breakfast. Is this the first time you've done Sakara? No. Uh, We've done it a couple of times, but I actually started getting it from my husband because I wanted him to have healthier options that he takes to work so he doesn't have to order something horrible from his desk. And I was jealous of his breakfast. They all look amazing. You can order just the breakfast. I know. Um, now I'm just like, I might as well just get the lunch too because yeah. I don't have time to like make anything usually. Um, but the breakfast, I just like wake up and I'm like, I can't wait to eat it. It's, <laughs> no, it brings that so much so joy to my yeah. life. No, that's I love their breakfast. You don't have to think about like what to make. It's always like a delicious muffin or or like the granola like with like one of the milks. Yeah. Or the we were both eating the rosebud p- pancakes this week. It was delicious. With the like apple butter, I yeah. want to say. Oh, so good. I feel left out now. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I just it. did one day of meals this week, but um the breakfast you can order just the breakfast mm-hmm. and it's a lot less expensive. Yeah. I think about doing that a lot cuz I always forget to eat breakfast or I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to have granola again." But like granola with one of their milks is like so good. Epic. Yeah. Okay, guys, what about on Instagram? Okay, so I have two. The first one is a little bit of a spoiler because I don't know if we'll have announced it on social media yet, but it's Case Face B, and her name is Casey Balsham, and she is going to be our comedian who's going to open the show for us um, when we do our live show. She is so funny. So I actually met her through Andy, who I used to date. Um, I went to one of his shows, and she was there performing, and like, I mean, he was funny, but she was so hilarious. Like, I was, like, crying listening to her routine. So I love her. I think she's so funny. I love her Instagram. Um, and I, like, I can't believe she said yes to us. Like, I'm so excited. I feel like I, I was starstruck. I want to support women in comedy because I think it's, yes. like, a hard yes industry for women. And she's, like, so funny. So funny and so nice. Like, yeah, we, she emailed us back right away and was, like, so into it. Yeah. I was very, I'm still very starstruck that she's opening for us. So. Yeah. I like really hate it when people say that women aren't funny. Oh my God. I know. I'm like. No. Like. <laughs> yeah. There's, also. There like, are so many funny women out there. Like you just like. 
uh, I feel like so much comedy is about like banging chicks and like I want yeah. like what's funny to women like yeah women understand like what it's like to be a woman like I want to hear comedy about that yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah well I think you guys if you're coming to the show are really gonna love her I want to get her on as a guest down the road because I think she's hilarious um yeah very excited my other one is my friend and I was just like scrolling through Instagram like who who am I obsessed with and his name is IG Okafor and I started following him because he did this collaboration on Instagram with Crystal Bick. Um, they were doing I've this seen whole, this. Like, he is a good um, looking man. He's a very good looking man. Well, then I met him in real life. We went to the Carlisle for that fun little night and she brought him as her plus one. He is the most stylish and beautiful man I've ever seen. Mm. Like he was wearing like a turtleneck like layered under a button down. And I was like... Like, you are amazing. So his handle is IG, which is I-G-E-E, Okafor, O-K-A-F-O-R. I'm pretty sure he's the most stylish man alive. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Him. So also, he's only 25, which makes me feel so old. A younger man. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm excited about yours. Mine is because of you. Because I'm obsessed with them. Like, so Grace a has been so obsessed with the Girls Gotta Eat podcast for forever. And I... I love them. ...have not listened to it because, like, I don't like dating slash relationship podcasts usually. Like, it's stressful enough. Like, I don't need to, like, also, like, relive other people's drama. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Well, see, I like it because I feel like I'm commiserating with them, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I laugh. So anyway, I... I Even when I was in a relationship, I was obsessed. I know you were. So I never... I'm, like, not into dating podcasts as a rule, but um, because of our live show, Grace was like, you need to follow the girls from Girls Gotta Eat because they're on tour right now, so, like, watch their stories about their live show, and she, like, made me follow them. And then I, like follow them on Instagram so um there's two of them one's handle is one hungry Jew and then the other one is Ash Hess and I have become obsessed with them Mm -hmm. and then I started listening to the podcast because like I was obsessed with them as like people and I'm I'm so happy right now super into it like Grace was right but yeah like I will admit when I'm wrong like I love it. them. I am so obsessed with them. Do you listen to their podcast? So I follow One Hungry Jew. I didn't even know that she was yeah. part of like a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. I followed Raina before it. she had her podcast. Like I just thought she was funny and I like food. So I was like, this girl's funny. I like food. She likes food. Like I'd get restaurant ideas from her. Also, I really, really want to get them on our podcast. So you guys should send them DMs and tell them that they should come on Bad on Paper. Yeah, but don't tell them that I didn't used to listen to their podcast until, like, this week. And don't tell them that we said that. Like, just, like, (laughs) just, like, say it and, like, see what happens. Like, it was just your idea. Fan (laughs) army activate. Yes. (laughs) I love them. Ashley, what is yours? Mine is so nerdy. Mine is uh, History Cool Kids. Oh, my God. That that was was my... the other week. (laughs) Yes, that was mine last week because of you. I love that one. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like I learned something cool. I have to like remember to like go look at it and then like everything because with the algorithm you don't always see everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I love them. Thank you for that. Yeah. What about reading? I need. Can I go first? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So I I read two things this week. So the first thing was this was actually by accident. So I read this book that's new as of recently it's called the girls at 17 swan street by yana zgibba 
<laughs> Z-G-H-E-I-B. That. We don't know how to say that. So anyway, um, what I thought it was about is a ballerina who was like struggling to be the lead of the company. So I was really picturing like center stage as a book, uh, oh. which like I was sold on mm-hmm. the premise. It, what it actually ended up being about is an ex-ballerina who was in an eating disorder clinic for like a very serious life-threatening um, eating disorder. And But it's also about like the female friendship that develops between like the patients at this clinic. And it was actually like there, it was heartbreaking and like very sad, but it was wonderful. And I think that if I had not, if I'd known what it was actually about, I wouldn't have read it. But, like, I ended up really liking it. It sounds like the Netflix movie To the Bone. Did you ever watch no. that? No. I wonder if it's based on that. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, it was great. It was not something I normally would have read. So the other thing, so this I'm, like, so excited to talk about. So I read All These Beautiful Strangers. You guys have both read it, right? Mm-hmm. So Grace, a while ago, told me that it was only, like, she was like, yeah, it's fine. Because we well, were talking I, I about liked it, for it the, but I didn't think it was a podcast. So we were book. talking about it potentially for the podcast, and she was like, "Yeah, it was fine." I didn't like. I don't think so. And so I never read it. And then somebody who listens to the podcast DM'd me, and they were like, "I just read this book. I think you would really like it." And I was like, "Oh, yeah." Like the plot sounds really interesting. Like, yeah, I'm gonna read it. So basically, the premise is this girl whose mother died in like mysterious circumstances when she is a child. Is like the girl is trying to solve her mom's murderer and then also she's at boarding school and she gets like tapped to be in a secret society and like we haven't discussed this in the podcast but in addition to anything that's like slightly adjacent to gossip girl i have a very strong interest in anything that is like secret society related because i used to love the skulls the movie with Mm -hmm. joshua jackson when i was a teenager (laughs) oh my god i loved that movie so good so anyway so i was like totally hooked on this so i started reading it on tuesday night i stayed up till 1 30 which is way past my bedtime read half of it, woke up on Wednesday, and I was like, I can't do anything today. I, I like, need to finish this book. So I had taken, Monday was um, President's Day, and I was like, I'm going to do work on Monday because I want to take Friday off. And, like, instead I was like, no, I'm taking Wednesday off to read this book. Like, I, so I was like, I, I cannot do anything. Yeah. It's a great book. I don't know why it was, like, I was against it for the podcast. Oh, my God, I was so addicted. And it was like... I f- it was a thriller. Like, I was like, I need to know what happened. Like, I was yeah. like a monster. I read it right after I read the book Tell Me Lies. And I think they're kind of similar. Okay. And I think I just loved Tell Me Lies so much more. Okay. That it was just like... Maybe I should read that. Oh, well, in terms of dating, Tell Me Lies is kind of like a warning book against emotionally abusive relationships. Oh. It's Oh, I've seen this cover a bunch of places. It was one of my favorite books of last year. All right, I'm downloading a sample. Yeah. I need to read this one on a weekend because I cannot, like, lose a work day to a book again. Like, I... It was, like, compulsive. Like, this is TMI for sure. But um, I know when I'm, like, really, really into a book... Where it like comes to the bathroom with me. Yeah. Like I can't put it down. Like even just to pee, I'm like, yeah. it's coming with me. Mm-hmm. That is can't so stop. funny. That's a great measure. Yeah. It was yeah. one of those. <laughs> Ashley, what are you reading right now? 
Oh, wow. Okay. So I actually just finished 99% mine. I wanted okay. to make sure it yeah. was like fresh. Yeah, yeah. I'm also reading The Stranger Beside Me by Ann Roll about Ted Bundy. Oh, how is it? I just watched the documentary Yeah, series. like, I feel like I watched the documentary. Um, yeah. My friend actually worked on the 2020 documentary, too, that was just on. So, like, I watched the Netflix, the 2020, and now I'm reading this, and I'm almost just, like, Ted Bundied out. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's a lot of the same stuff. I mean, it's just interesting because she was actually friends with him, so. Oh. Yeah. So, she kind of humanizes him in a way. Okay. Yeah. So, what's the last book you read that you were, like bring it to the bathroom with you. Hmm. Maybe that's just me. Let me see. Well, I did love A Sky Painted Gold. <gasps> oh, it was so good. Yeah. <sighs> Becca bought it for me. And I was like... Kind I'm of, so glad that you guys loved it. The first, like, chapter, I was like, this is slow. And she's like, well, Ashley liked it. And, like, a lot of people <laughs> liked it. And I was like, okay. It kind of reminded me of, like, a Beatrice Williams book. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Great Gatsby. And, like... Mm -hmm. I feel like A Sky Painted Gold is my pet project just because it it pissed me off. Do you know why it didn't... I am now friends with the author on Twitter. No, I want to know. It hasn't been released in the U.S. yet. So that's why it takes... Yeah, it has. No, that's why it takes so long to get to us. It's coming out this spring in the U.S. Okay, that makes more sense. that's why it has no reviews. Because that's why I was so pissed off as I was like, this book is so... I meant to screenshot our tweets and send them to you. Okay, because yeah. the book is so wonderful, and it has four Amazon reviews. And, mm -hmm. like, I was like, clearly nobody is reading this book. Yeah. Because I invited, I, I should have told you all this, I invited her to be on the podcast. Okay. And she was like, yes, absolutely, once the book comes out in the U.S. And I was like, oh, this just explained <laughs> well, so much. Well, that makes much. me feel better about us collectively as a reading society, that I yeah. was like, how have we ignored this gem of a book? Yeah. But remember, it takes, like, a couple weeks for it to come. Yeah. When you order it, it's not on Prime. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Okay. And I think that's the problem with reading things before they come out or like stuff like that. You know, because yeah. you're like raving about it. Well, it's it available. So like I you read it on Kindle. It. Yeah, you can order it. I read it on Kindle. Like you just you download it like any other book. Like yeah. I, it wasn't like not available in the US. That's so yeah. weird. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I also really loved Things You Save in a Fire. But that's not. Oh, I've heard yet. good so things about that one too. Yeah. It's by the same person who did How to Walk Away. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which I love that book too. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I haven't talked about what I'm reading. Tell me what you're reading. So I am having a great week of books over here. I just finished The Story of a New Name, which is the second Elena Ferrante book um, of the Neapolitan Quartet. And I just love these books. They're so beautifully written. Um, so the first book is all about their childhood up until one of the main characters gets married. And then the there's like this little bit of a cliffhanger and the second one is about she's now married and like the other one is going to college. I mean, they're like 19 and they're married. Like it's totally a different world because it's the fifties in in Italy. Um, it's like very, it's interesting because the plot itself is unremarkable, but the way that it's written is so beautiful. Um, so I'm obsessed. I can't put these down. There's four of them and I'm just like rationing them out to read like one a month because First of all, they take me a longer time to read because the writing is just so dense and, like, the storytelling is so beautiful that you really want to, like, savor them. And also, my reading list for the blog would be so boring if I just <laughs> read these four books. So I'm trying to do, like, one a month. Um, so I finished that. And then yesterday, like, late afternoon, my plans got canceled. Um, 
I started reading The Banker's Wife, which is a mystery, and I couldn't put it down. I actually finished it right before you guys got here. So I had, like, all these nights this week where I was up to, like, 1 a.m. working, and so I didn't feel that bad about this afternoon just, like, carving out from, like, 4 to 5 to just read. And I finished it. I loved it. I couldn't put it down. Um, Highly recommend it. And then tonight I'm going to start the book you told me to read, Becca, which is An un- Unkindness of Ma- Magicians. Oh, yeah. It was really good. Ooh. Yeah. so You'll like it. Lots of books. Lots of reading. I love magic, so I'm very excited for magic. Yeah. I love magic books, too. Read it. It's it's like kind of a darker one. Okay. I, I like, like wanted dark. it to be a podcast book, but I was like, oh, it would be kind of depressing. Oh. It's like basically the um, premise. I feel like I've talked about this before, but I'll say it again. The premise is basically like in Manhattan present day and like there's a secret world that exists parallel to the world that like is unperceptible to humans Mm. that there's like all these magicians there's basically like this Hunger Games type battle where like each house has to like send a tribute to like compete in this battle for who's like the ruler of magic Hunger Games (laughs) kind of but it's like in present day New York with adults yeah yeah do you yeah. like the Night Circus? I love the Night Circus, yeah. That's kind of... It's more grown up. Like, it's yeah. it's not a YA book. Like, it's for adults. So, yeah. like, there's, like, drinking and drugs and sex. And, like, yeah. it's good. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'll read that one, too. Yeah. Um, if you guys are looking for something to read, our next book for the podcast is Verity by Colleen Hoover, which apparently is, like, very psychological thrillery. So right up grace's alley i'm very excited and podcast business um on monday we're going to drop a bonus episode with ashley with all of your questions for her so mm-hmm. if you want to know more about what ashley's reading and also about being on the bachelor tune in yes um wait we need Ash- ashley oh my god we need to you, you get need a desperation, desperation minute, minute. We didn't oh, even do that? our desperation minute. We don't even need desperation minute. Not like episode, we need a no. thank you minute because everyone yes. has been very good to us this week. <laughs> yes. So thank you all. <coughs> Ashley, tell everyone where can they find you? What do you do? Um, what Facebook group should they join? The whole thing. Okay. You can find me on every social media platform under at Ashley Spivey. You can find my Facebook group. It's a little hard to find. You have to put in the hashtag Spivey's. Then the book emoji club. And I did that on purpose because I just didn't want it to get too big too fast. And I just felt like. And now it has 11,000 people. No, I know. That is so funny. uh, um, But it has been around for over a year. It's amazing. It's like my number one place for book recommendations. Other Other than ours. Other than ours, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I love hearing that. Um, You can also find Reality Steve and I's uh, relationship podcast on the podcast app (laughs) or just like searching he said she said although I feel like there's a bunch of podcasts called that but it's just under reality Steve or he said she said and yeah I guess just send those x emails if you have any in your inbox that you haven't sent yet just because we're compiling a bunch we're going to see if this would even make sense as a book we're looking for emails that are sad uh funny raunchy um <laughs> we'll take anything it doesn't matter awesome well this has been so fun it's not even goodbye because now we're gonna record another yeah. episode yeah. we're gonna have another margarita and record our second episode i feel like i need another margarita for the yes. questions yes. you're <laughs> in the hot seat on this yeah, one you're in the hot seat but it's gonna be fun 
So thank you for listening. Oh, and there's still tickets available to our show. So if you haven't got them, get them soon because we are about 75% sold out. And you can do that. It's linked in our Instagram bio. Come see us. Yes. Bye. Bye.